the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you this week. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to have you joining us today once again. Have a great show for you. We'll get right into it uh, in just a moment with our announcing our first guest. Before we do, I want to, of course, let you know that our program and all the programs that you hear on our stations, 105.5, The Answer, AM660, The Answer, and 1520 WBZW are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com. And also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them very easily at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. Tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now we're pleased to be joined by a regular contributor to our program, Mr. Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, which is, of course, where your memory, your memories last forever. Vito, thank you for joining us. Good morning, Roger. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing doing great. It's been a sure, busy good week. The, good to see the sun out this morning here yeah. with all the rain that we've been getting. Yeah, but it's, it's always we can always use the rain, though, you know, and of course yeah. we'll have plenty of sunny days here, I'm sure, before the end of the summer. I'll tell you. Well, as an entrepreneur, I always thought, well, maybe we could do uh, audio and video and maybe rowboats on the side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> always thinking. You well, Vito, it's, you know, wanted to, you know, you joined us not too, uh, you know, fairly, you know, recently, but to talk about Mother's Day. But I want to talk specifically about Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up, and I just want to remind our listeners and you know maybe a, you know prompt our listeners to know that Network Sound and Video is a perfect place to find the perfect gift for your father for this coming Father's Day. And just have you start by telling us maybe a few of the ideas that you and Rhonda have over at Network Sound and Video for Father's Day. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The Mother's Day uh, tradition went fantastically over the last three to four weeks. People brought in so much stuff for their moms, and they knew that it was going to be a special gift for them. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting to hear some of the reactions this week because they, they went you know crazy with this and brought in every imaginable type of audio and, and video for their, for their mom's special day because they just thought it would be great. But I'll tell you one thing. Moms, they may be tough to buy for, especially as they get up in, in years, but harder than that are dads. And most people tell me that. They say, you know, I, I could always get something for a mom. She would like anything from a, a scarf to a pair of a pearls or anything, you know. But when it comes to dads, it's even worse. They Some of them have every tool in the world already. They've got, you know, they've got so much stuff that they don't know what to buy for them. 
And so a lot of them had already started ahead of time by bringing some of the audio things in. Dads seemed to have a lot of audio, records, cassettes, and reels, and vinyl, and things like that. So that's what we're already starting to get hit with. And it makes a great gift to, to just restore some of these memories. And, uh, in fact, one of our uh, good customers is on the, her way right in now picking up what we did for for her, which were all these old reel-to-reels from the 1950s, from right at 1950. And it was absolutely amazing because when we called her to tell her that her project was ready from these reels, I told her what was on there, and she was hysterical laughing because she herself was probably just uh, maybe about five or six years old playing piano and talking to the little brother, and the little brother didn't want to eat breakfast, and they had <laughs> everybody trying to coax the kid, and they're all laughing. And this is funny because they they were telling me that now that little guy that was on there is about 65 years old so when he gets to hear this it's going to be a remarkable gift but especially you know for dads but uh yeah so father's day may be one of those most difficult times to buy for uh your dad and this is uh, something to just put a thought in the people's head that we can help them with preserving those memories and along these same lines i also want to let you know encourage our listeners too to you know, don't forget about mom because as I've said before, you know it, it, it it's it's okay to buy gifts for mom other than Mother's Day. Exactly. You know, you know it, it, it's entirely appropriate to give mom gifts on any day of the year, right. three hundred sixty-five days a year. And the reason I, I even bring that up is because, you know, uh, time is a factor in the great work that you do. Because I know how painstaking you are in making sure every absolutely every detail is right. And, you know, sometimes by the, time, by the time people bring things in, which is a very good thing that they do that for Mother's Day or Father's Day or another special occasion, birthdays, um, you don't quite have time to do the entire project before the actual date, which, which, is, which again, that's fine because you know, the main thing is giving the gift. The main thing is having, you know, your friend or loved one or father or mother receive the gift. So I just want you to address that, too, that uh, so we don't want anybody to feel discouraged because... They think of network sound and video the the week before Father's Day, um, you know, knowing that you you won't have time to get the whole project completed by then. But I still want to encourage everybody to bring in um, and you know things to have these wonderful uh, gifts made for mom and dad, um, regardless of the timing of it. Exactly, it doesn't have to be you know just on that particular day, but it might be a thought for, for uh, them to think about for a birthday that may be coming up or Christmas that may be coming up, and remember. These old formats don't just jump onto a digital file. They're all slow. Those reels that I had mentioned just a bit ago, those reel-to-reels go very, very slowly into our workstations or computer workstations, and then we we clean them up, so to speak. In other words, we, you know, de-hiss and and, and, uh, de-noise them and and bring uh, some of the vibrance back when we're doing an audio portion. And same with video. Sometimes they look, most times they sound better, than they actually did on the originals, especially if we're doing an old record or a 78 RPM. And the videos are enhanced at, at the same time, but they take time to do. So no matter what time of year it is, it always just makes a good gift. Plus, it's a great way to restore these things and uh, and get them into the smaller format. So that's what's important. And I know you're, you yourselves have seen some of the crates that people have brought in, and it, they always remark the same thing. Are you sure that everything's on these little disks or on that flash drive? And yes, everything's on there because they can't believe it, that uh, they've, we've com- combined all this and compressed them down to such small disks or files. So, yeah, it's very important to let us have some time to get these things done because they do go in in real time and slowly, and that's the best way to, to uh, restore 
any of the audio video needs. We're speaking with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, and we're talking about specifically ideas for Father's Day and other gift-giving opportunities. And, Vito, that leads us to my next um, line of thought, and that is, of course, summer is a great time for gifts from Network Sound and Video because there's so many eventful things happening, weddings, um, reunion, graduation, which is going, we're in graduation season right now, um, reunions, all high school class reunions, um, military reunions, and, and all those things will be taking place. And I know that a lot of people um, will not only be taking brand new pictures and video of these events, but they've got cherished video from, from way back in the day. Uh, and, and this is another opportunity to get those updated and usable on modern technology, which you can do at Network Sound and Video. That's exactly right. We could take all those old pieces that they have from audio and video vintage uh, media and create them into the new media. And, if you know, we do the slideshows and the photo presentation shows, which are great. They don't even have to be long. They could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. But it can take portions of those those audio and video sections and we can put them together in a slideshow presentation, which are great for the weddings. You know, we'll have, uh, you know, the bride, the moms will come in and bring all the pictures from the bride when she was a little, little toddler, you know, infantile, all the way up to now. And then the, the groom's mom or dad bring in all their pictures, and we combine them, and we'll put them in, you know, a, a time scenario so that it's when they were both little, when they were both five years old, when they were both in grade school, and then maybe they met in high school, and it really makes it great, add their favorite music to it. So it, it's it's a very, very special gift. Plus, it does get them off the old formats, which are deteriorating. And, uh, and sometimes you can see if it's deteriorated, and you can also smell sometimes the deterioration because it gives you like an ammonia smell uh, when the taper film starts to go bad. But also, I wanted to do mention to your to your listeners too. It doesn't even have to be old media. Some folk, you know, folks are putting together things on their cameras and their cell phones that are already, like, say, in digital file, and we can take those off of the newer formats and put those into these slideshows also. So it's another way to present the project and make it special. That it, even if it's not the oldest format, if it's the newer things that are already in JPEG formats or on phones and on new cameras. We can combine those for them also, and a great way to preserve all those files. Great point. Friends, we're listening to, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, and today we're speaking with Mr. Vito Ferra, founder of Network Sound and Video, a regular contributor to our show, talking about specifically ideas for gifts over this summer gift-giving season, and especially specifically Father's Day, which is coming up very soon. And I want to let you know you can find Vito in a variety of ways. Of course, you can always... Find Vito and Rhonda at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Very simple. You can also call them at 407-834-8555. That's 834-8555. Or just drop by and see them. They're conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center. And Vito, we got about uh, two minutes. So what, what, what closing thought would you like to share with us today? Well, I also wanted to add to, to remind folks, sometimes if they can't you know, find us or if they would like to see us in, in additional places, we are on all the social media sites like Instagram, Facebook. They can like us on Facebook. Uh, we're on LinkedIn and such. So they can go on and see a lot of the postings because we post something every day, something new and something that's fresh. In fact, one of the friends that I had or uh, on, on LinkedIn, 
I had posted something this week, and he said, thanks for the great idea. He got back to me. He says, you just saved me for Father's Day because <laughs> he happened to see something on there himself. So it's a, it's a great way to, to connect. And not to bring up anything that's frightful or uh, alarming, but, you know, with hurricane season coming in, I have to remind people, get some of these old, large digital, all these old files into digital format. So if they would have to evacuate or if they have to just get going quickly or just going out or visiting or going on vacation, it's great to have the smaller formats instead of a big box of VHS tapes, for instance. So keep that stuff in mind, too. No, that's a great point, and that's another topic um, we'll be talking more about as we get deeper into the year. But uh, excellent point to think about right now, friends. You know, Getting Vito and Rhonda to help you can help you preserve you know, not only you know get it updated, but preserve it to keep it from being lost or or destroyed, or and especially um, as we've learned in our hurricane season very recently, sometimes we need to be be prepared to evacuate immediately and very quickly, and we don't have time or even the room to carry uh, our cherished many of our cherished things that we have, especially our our pictures and videos and um, things like that. So, um, Vito can get things updated for you, as he said before. They can put it on a flash drive, which can you can literally put in your pocket. And that's just one more way that the people at Network Sound and Video can can do, do a great job to help you. Well, Vito, thank you for joining us. As always, have a blessed weekend and a blessing to all the listeners out there. Same to you. And Rhonda, friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. Hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Vito Fear of Network Sound and Video, our regular contributor on the show. And, of course, uh, Vito's a loyal sponsor of our radio stations as well. You hear his excellent commercials uh, and announcements uh, over you know, a variety of our stations. And, of course, Father's Day is a great opportunity to get that perfect diff for Dad, one that he'll cherish and always remember. And you can do that at Network Sound and Video. And, of course, as I said, they're conveniently located in Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in the Merritt Center. You can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. Also, we're pleased to be joined by our next guest, another regular contributor, and that's Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Grant Malloy. Grant, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on, Roger. And it's interesting you're you know you're talking about uh, preserving old records. That's a lot of what we do here at the the clerk and comptroller's office. Uh, recently, we've been going back and archiving every commission meeting back to 1913. We're going to put those on the website. And one of the things we came across yesterday was a, I'm going to put it on my Facebook. Uh, Grant Malloy, you know, similar clerk. Uh, the resolution that the board passed in support. Uh, of sympathy for uh, the uh, John F. Kennedy um, assassination. So it's, and it's interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry about it. It's interesting how uh, uh, the, uh, um, you know, the, how the commission worked back then. And, and so we're going to put all that up where if people want to see a little bit of history of, of what happened in Simmel County, they'll be able to see that very easily on our website at SimmelClerk.org. No, that's great. One of the many innovations that you've been doing in your uh, relatively short term, you know, your, which is actually your first term in office at the clerk of court's office. Now, for Seminole County, now also would like to grant, there's a, you know, 
It's been several weeks since you've joined us, and there quite a bit has happened. Um, you know, there was a lawsuit that you've been telling us about, uh, and just just bring, can you bring us up to date on, on the on the details yeah, of that? It, which is, I guess, the the two entities are you you and your office, and um, I guess versus, if you will, if that's correct, um, the Seminole County government and the Seminole County Commission. Yes, it, this is. And we've talked about it several times. It's like a soap opera that never ends, and it always, you know, has a new twist and a plot to it. So, as as uh, your listeners might know, or maybe don't know, uh, uh, last year the county commission, in their infinite wisdom, decided to sue me because they thought that they should make every specific investment decision. Throughout the state, clerk and comptroller's offices, most offices operate like ours. The commission sets broad general policy of what is allowable to invest in. And then the clerk, since the clerk has all the money, does the day-to-day operations. That's what a custodian of funds does. And uh, so there's a a bit of discretion and latitude you have and have to have to properly have a county government function. Well, they wanted to take all that over. So the interesting thing is the Orange County judge ruled in their favor. So we've been going to them for about the past month or so now, saying, okay, you tell us what to do. And we have yet to receive one instruction. So uh, my understanding is that the next commission meeting, they're going to make some suggestions and vote on that. So it's, it just goes to show you how silly this thing is, that uh, they, they got what they wanted. We're still appealing it, and I think it ultimately will prevail because this policy is just silly. It doesn't work. And yet, they've had over a month now to send me some directions on what to invest and have as yet to tell us what to do. Meanwhile, you know, we have hundreds of millions of dollars sitting around. What are we supposed to, you know, we have to send $10 million a month to the sheriff. We get money in revenue. What are we supposed to do? It's an it's a example of government wasting a lot of time paying attorneys on fighting something when it should have been better communication and working together uh, to benefit the taxpayers. So that's the latest on that. And it, it is just an example of, of it's so frustrating to me watch politicians just spend so much time fighting over nothing when we could be doing a whole lot more productive things. Well, you know, I'll say it many times on this show, but I'll say it again because it's just so profound. It, this, this whole episode is kind of a microcosm of uh, that – that, re- that relates to a quote from Thomas Jefferson you know, back in the, the 1700s. Um, and, of course, you know, as we know, he, he was a lifelong student of world history, especially world political history, the rights of man, all those kinds of things. And a uh, classic quote from Jefferson, which I found to be absolutely true when, when any time government's involved. And his uh, quote is, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's pretty much uh, you know, right on target, is uh, the natural order of things. Uh, is for the power of government to expand and the rights of citizens to recede. And uh, left unchecked, that's that's pretty much what will happen every every single time. And and it is. And there's always a grab for power. And, and uh, one, you know, some politicians want more and more power, which is why there is actually a very good uh, amendment coming up on the ballot this November that came out of the Constitutional Revision Commission. And it's Amendment 10, so I'm urging people to support Amendment 10. And it does a couple things in there. It protects the independence of, of constitutional officers, such as the clerk, the comptroller, uh, the sheriff, the uh, property appraiser. In county government, you have these checks and balances built into it. 
and it works really good. The problem is when you get county charters like Simmel County has and Volusia County has and some of your bigger counties, it gives more power to the commissioners who then want to take over more powers and consolidate government, basically make a county a super city. And then you get the the behemoths like Duval County and Dade County, and and it just becomes uh, more and more bureaucratic and wasteful. So the checks and balances are very important in county government. Amendment 10 protects that, and it also prevents county commissioners through a charter from grabbing powers of one of those offices. A lot of people don't know there's two counties in the state of Florida that don't have constitutional sheriffs. That's a, a very important thing to have. Miami-Dade doesn't have a sheriff at all, and the sheriff in Volusia County basically has handcuffs on because he's just an elected department head. So you want an independent constitutional sheriff. You want an independent clerk and comptroller that answers directly to the people and can't be influenced by you know commissioners on a, on a power grab. So I would urge people to take a close look at Amendment 10 and support that this November. Thank you for that in, those insights, and absolutely, that just um, also want to add there are going to be a number of amendments on various ballots, and I you know, we'll be talking about a number of those, and this is specifically one that we'll we'll be addressing now. Now, now Grant, and that's is, is that specifically for on the Seminole County ballots, or is that going to be no, it's, statewide? It, it, this is statewide because this issue, like I said, Dade County, the sheriff was stripped, you know, years ago, and it would require. Uh, a revote on that issue, and it basically prevents any county throughout the state, any county commission that's a charter, from grabbing away powers of an independent constitutional officer. So it's a statewide ballot initiative. Because this problem has popped up in other places, like I mentioned Volusia. Uh, many counties have lost uh, departments that were at once independent, and um, Miami-Dade's a classic example of, of one that has lost that constitutional sheriff. And great. No, in, anything else you'd like to uh, update us on? Yes, uh, a lot of improvements going on. We continue to improve our website, um, SeminoleClerk.org. You know, a while back we came out where you can search civil and criminal and traffic records. We came up with with those improvements. We've now we're really fine tuning it. And whereas this won't apply to everybody, there's still important tools such as we put child support on there. So this is not open to everybody, but if you have a if you have a child support case, you can log in to our website and see what the payment history is. We also have done that recently with dependency cases and juvenile. Again, those are limited; they're not open to the public to review. But if you have a case, you can log in and see whether you're the attorney or one of the parties in it. You can see where that case is going, and this is working out really good with the Department of Children and Families where they can have easier access to see the cases that are involving, you know, children that are uh, changing uh, custody and that sort of thing. So we keep trying to fine-tune it. We put a judicial calendar on our website. Uh, we're also trying to make it easier to um, pay your citations and things. We have a, this great idea coming up, working with one of our vendors, where in the future, if you'd like to pay a traffic ticket at Two in the morning, and, and you don't have a credit card, but you want to pay cash, you'll be able to go to a 7-Eleven, for instance. And uh, uh, there's, we'll have this set up on our website. You'll get a ticket that you print off. You take into the 7-Eleven. You'll be able to pay your traffic citation there. So we're trying to make it more convenient uh, for, for citizens to um, do business and, and, and find out 
you know, what's happening with their case. So those are some great things. Check out SeminoleClerk.org. Also, you know, I put a lot of posts out on Facebook. Uh, we have an official clerk page as well as I've got my kind of political lean page, Grant Malloy, it's one Ellen Malloy. So people want to follow what's going on in Seminole County, you know, uh, like us or check into those pages. I'll be putting that uh, resolution about John F. Kennedy on later t- uh, this week here so people can take a look at it. And don't forget, uh, August 28th is going to be the primary, and there's two commission seats that are going to be open. So people need to take a close look at that, really ask a lot of questions of the candidates. There's going to be, I think, one or two school board races going on as well. So that, um, you know, those are important races to follow in Simmel County, as well as in other counties throughout the, the state. I know you've you got a lot of listeners in Orange County. There's a lot of uh, commission races there as well. That's a great point. Going to be a very exciting election year, and it's you know right around the corner for citizens. In fact, the candidates are already out there raising money and and uh, doing their initial campaigning. And we'll uh, that'll be a big part of our mission is to have a lot of these candidates on the show right here on the. Yeah, right, I love right how you have show. local uh, candidates come on because it's it's kind of hard to find out what's going on uh, by following you know the paper or or some of these other stations. Uh, you're one of the great sources to to hear hear the inside scoop, as you'd say. One Thank other you. thing we're doing we're mm-hmm. doing is we've expanded the uh, area for passports at our record center on Lake Mary Boulevard. You know, we've we, we talked we joked about how hard it was to get the State Department approval to get that in there. Now that it's in there, it's been really busy. In March, we had 552 new passports processed, so we had to move out some cabinets, put in extra chairs, and my clerks are getting very efficient at this now. I, I talked to some people that came through the other day. So they were in and out in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes with their pass- passport application process. So, you know, they're, they're really humming over there. So if you need a passport, uh, it's over towards uh, South Sanford there, off uh, right off the Greenway on East Lake Mary Boulevard. So uh, keep us in mind for that, and you can find that information on our website as well, SeminoleClerk.org. Grant Malloy, Clerk of Court for Seminole County and Comptroller. Thank you for joining us, and thanks for a great report. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for your help. You have a great day. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, so please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions. God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to have these few moments we have together every week to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, as you know, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions. Pleased to we have a great guest joining us to start our program today. In fact, he's the general manager of FM 105.5, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and 1520 WBZW, and also our sister stations, FM 94.9, The Word, and AM 950, The Word. Mr. Bill Files, General Manager. Bill, thanks for joining me today. Well, th- um, thank you for having me, Roger. It's on- an honor. You know, we were riding together, as, as we do, from time to time. And right. uh, the other day, we started talking about 
politics. Imagine that. Yeah. And but I'd like to so and, and that kind of sparked the topic that I'd like for Bill to share with, with our with you today. But first of all, Bill, can you, you share with our listeners about the Salem Media Group, the mission behind the company, and and the the excellent properties that we have, our other sister stations sure. here in this market. Sure. Well, you mentioned a couple of them. We, um, you know, what a lot of people don't know is uh, fifteen twenty WBCW is part of Salem Media Group, and Salem Media Group is the largest distributor of Christian content in America, Christian Christian and conservative content. Uh, we have 118 radio stations across the country and uh, I think 65 different markets. Um, and in addition to that, we own publishing companies like Regnery Publishing, that you know, publishes authors like Ann Coulter and Dinesh D'Souza uh, and other conservative authors. We uh, also own uh, over 100 websites that are, um, you know, mostly biblically oriented websites. So it's a terrific company and uh, we've got a lot of great people here. Um, so... Uh, here in Orlando, we've got uh, 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown radio station, which you're listening to right now. And then we've got um, The Word, which you mentioned, uh, uh, 94.9 FM and 9.50 AM, The Word. That's Christian teaching and talk. We also have uh, 105.1 and AM 660, The Answer, which is conservative talk. And then finally, we have a 50,000-watt uh, radio station called La Nueva, which is uh, 101.5 FM and 990 AM uh, Spanish Christian talk. So we get quite a, quite a different offering here in Orlando. And the one thing I also want to m- emphasize to our listeners, and many of them already know this, but, but others don't, is that Salem Media Group and the stations that we own, and especially the ones in our market are, are great examples, you know, has a mission. It's not just a company you know, buying radio stations across the board to... <clears throat> purely from a profit motive. I mean, obviously, profit is part of the motive because it's a publicly held company, but um, the Salem Media Group, the stations are almost exclusively all Christian-oriented stations or conservative news talk stations or Hispanic Christian stations, and that's because the company has has a mission behind what they're doing. They're just not at randomly buying up stations and, 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 you know, and, and making, a, a, making a living that way. Right. We, definitely. You're absolutely right, Roger. Um, the mission uh, is, is um, you know, to help... Uh, spread the word of, of God, and uh, to um, uh, help change um, the world f- to the better. Uh, so <clears throat> they're very, uh, very involved in politics. Um, I think uh, Salem Media Group was instrumental in electing the president we have now. Um, and uh, um, we're, we're excited about what changes are happening. Um, so it's a very influential company in that way, and uh, we're pretty proud of that. And maybe another story for another day, but actually the, the leaders of the company have actually been to Trump Tower and met with uh, President Trump and, you know, right. was, were embraced by him and, and all, all, all those things as well. So. Well, you know, it's a very conservative company and it's also uh, Christ-oriented, um, uh, you know, which which uh, follows along with uh, the the Trump uh, drive. And I think, you know, we, we were instrumental in helping him um, get elected and and making sure that Hillary didn't win. Now, speaking of President Trump, you know, as our listeners know, I talk about President Trump frequently from a variety of perspectives. And, and, and since this is an opinion show, you know, my opinion is I, I think he's great. I, I love President Trump. I love almost everything that he does. One of the things that I personally like and I personally think is very effective for him, not everybody feels that way, even people that support him. And that's the tweeting and the way that he communicates uh, via Twitter. And you know, I'd like to kind of talk about that with you, Bill, because in our discussion, uh, it came up and um, that you made the point about the tweeting that this is really a like a cutting edge technological way for him to, to, to communicate. And, and historically, throughout human history, that that's been a very effective way to really 
uh, affect change in, in the world? Well, I think there's two things, uh, at least two. And the first one is that people have to realize is, is that the reason people don't like Donald Trump is because he doesn't owe them anything. He was elected uh, by the people, and uh, what even people that are conservative were upset about him getting elected because they knew they would no longer have the strings on the puppet. So, so people forget that, and they talk about his past, and they talk about his womanizing, which isn't good, but, you know, everybody's got their, uh, you know, anybody without sin can throw the first rock, right? Um, uh, you know, uh, what they don't really like, what they really don't like about Trump is that they can't control him. Okay, so that's the first thing, and it's the thing that everybody forgets. They keep talking about all the things that he says and he tweets and all that, and that he's, uh, you know, uh, loose cannon and all that. That isn't it. It's that they're mad still that they don't have control anymore, and he doesn't owe them anything. So he's free to do what is right in his mind um, to change things. The second thing is is the way that he communicates is directly to the people, which really is upsetting to the establishment, to the to the um, to the state. And, it, and it's reminiscent, really. Um, I, I went to a meeting um, in California for uh, people that do what I do, uh, general managers of the different clusters around the country, and uh, we had a guest speaker, Eric Metaxas, who is not on our uh, radio station, but is on, on some of the other Salem stations. And Eric uh, is a well-known um, political commentator and writer, and he uh, wrote a book called Mal- uh, Martin Luther. And a couple of interesting things about the book that he mentioned was um, that uh, Martin Luther, as many of you probably know, was a real revolutionary character. He was a monk, and he, he disagreed with the Church, with the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic Church was like the state in, in, in the United States, like the establishment. And, you know, if you disagree with them, they just, you know, they just get rid of you. And uh, I, fortunately uh, for Martin Luther, with all of his great ideas about Reformation and about how uh, righteousness comes by faith and by faith alone and not through any man, any any uh, man that's alive anyway, you know, it's th- certainly through Jesus Christ, but righteousness comes by faith and faith alone. You don't need a big church to get you to heaven. You need to, you know, go directly to the source. Um, you know, he was able to communicate all of his ideas with a new thing called the printing press. They hadn't had that until that point, and Martin Luther um, was able to print his ideas and then distribute them, and the church couldn't control that. He was able to get directly to the people with his message and not have to go through the normal channels that the state could control. And so there's an interesting parallel, uh, interesting uh, comparison to be made between Donald Trump and this new technology called tweeting. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's not just spouting off. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to the people. He's going around the establishment, and he's getting the stuff done that he needs to get done. So it's it's very interesting. You know, some people might reject that idea because Martin Luther is, such a tremendous character in history, but I think when we look back 20 or 30 years from now, if any of us are still around, um, people will realize what a tremendous change agent Donald Trump has been. I agree 100%, and I hadn't made that connection personally with Martin Luther and his revolutionary activities and Donald Trump and his, but I think it's a wonderful analogy. I think it's right on target, and I wanted to have you share it with our listeners. Well, and I I would recommend that book, uh, Martin Luther by Eric McTaxis. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read quite a bit of it and also seen some documentaries on Martin Luther. Uh, The other interesting thing that came out of that book is that there was a, a preacher from the United States who went and visited. His name was Michael King. He visited Europe to study Martin Luther, and he was so impressed by him that he decided to change his name to Martin Luther King, and he was so impressed with Martin Luther that he changed his son's name 
to Martin Luther King Jr., and that's where Martin Luther King Jr. got his name. It was originally Michael King. And I think that's absolutely fascinating and incredibly powerful because it just shows the, the, the impact that Martin Luther and his courage of standing alone, like we heard the great message at the Apopka prayer, Mayor's Prayer Breakfast from John Stenberger, standing alone, what he did centuries ago, right. still had a phenomenal impact um, all across the world centuries later mm-hmm. in the work that Martin Luther King Jr. did to liberate you know, African-American people in our right. country. And speaking directly to the people. Well, Bill, it's been great to have you join us, and thanks for sharing that with us. I yeah. wanted to, um, and that, that great perspective, I wanted to have our listeners hear that. And just in our uh, closing couple of minutes in this segment, I, I want to go back and revisit something I've been talking to, the, to our listeners about, sharing with our listeners, and that's, you know, I think I get so frustrated with the quote, mainstream media, I think more accurately termed mm-hmm. the lamestream media, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, fake, fake news, which is President Trump has correctly coined that term. But one of the things that they're completely missing is whether you like Trump, you don't like him, you agree with his, what he's doing, you don't agree, you, you like his style, you don't like his style. He's truly a, a revolutionary figure. And from just an obser- observational point of view, just from observing politics and government, from observing American history, he's a truly fascinating figure. And, and he's a very – this Trump presidency is incredibly interesting just in terms of, of looking at – from a historical perspective. And I, and I think that you know, certainly the, the detractors and the haters are completely missing, missing out on that. Right. I think, I think they are missing out on a real phenomenon. Um, you know, he's, he's doing the right things, um, and he's, he's doing them quickly. Um, he's like, you know, the movie, I think it was the movie called Dave or, or yeah, I think it was called Dave and it was, uh, Kevin Klein who was a double for the president who got sick and they had to put the president in the basement of the white house and this double Kevin Klein was president. And, uh, he, he, he did, was very awkward about it at first because nobody really liked him and, but he looked just like the president and, and for, all, for all intent and purpose in the movie, he was the president. And then he realized that he was the president and he could do anything he wanted him to do. So he started doing all the right things. He started changing things. And people were saying, you can't do that. And he said, well, yes, I can. I'm the president. And, and I, I always dreamed of a president like that that didn't owe anybody anything. They could come in and do the right thing. And hopefully it would be, you know, what I thought the right thing would be. I mean, you never know. You know, maybe someday he'll do something that I don't like. But um, um but he, uh, he, he liked the movie, Donald Trump is his own man, and I think uh, Donald Trump is his own man, and I think uh, because he doesn't know anything, he's going he's gonna to get a lot of things done. Great perspective. Bill Files, student manager, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having great, me in, Roger. And great perspective. Friends, we'll be right back with Sarah Johnson of No Casinos. Welcome back. Weird show. We'll continue our tonight. Our discussion, my thoughts, sharing my thoughts with you about Donald Trump and his presidency and maybe some things that aren't talked about um, that you don't really see in, in the course of the regular coverage because obviously it's so blatantly biased. And talk a little bit about that a little bit more as well in a moment. I, I do want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear on our stations are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. and BurnFatOrlando.com. And I... Uh, want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Also, of course, when a 
say a hello to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions carries all the best brands in the garage door industry and services all types and brands of garage doors. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, I'd like to pick up our discussion about the Trump presidency and um, and also t- share some more contrast with Trump's presidency than, and the, than the John F. Kennedy presidency. Why don't we go ahead and shift gears on that right now? Of course, my premise is, which is obviously not no brilliant deduction, it's as obvious as you can get. However, there are people out there that, that do miss it, is that the, the, the media coverage of Trump, his presidency, I believe it, it certainly it's certainly it's the most outrageously biased, over-the-top, negative, I would say even obsessive-compulsive negative coverage of any person that I've, I've seen in my lifetime, certainly any president or certainly elected official. And I think that that needs to be pushed back against, and that's why we're having this conversation right now. I don't think it's enough, because at one time I even thought, well, gee, you know, that's so negative, people aren't even going to be, you know, appealed to it. People aren't even going to believe it. I've learned... <laughs> Because I know people that are being brainwashed. That's not really the case. Um, people are being brainwashed every day about Trump. A lot of people that, let me put it this way, comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to CNN. Comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to or watch MSNBC, a lot of the other mainstream media, um, specifically those two. However, you know, a significant number of people watch it, and the people watching it are literally being brainwashed and swayed and influenced by it. Some of these people are, are good Americans and good people. So my point is, <laughs> you know, is, is where certainly what I'm going to do, and I encourage you to do too, if, if you support Trump and support you know, his agenda, which starts with America first, his respect and love for the country, his respect and love for our founding traditions, just like, like I do and, and, and you do, um, his understanding of the Declaration of Independence, his understanding of the role that God plays in our freedom, in the founding of the country, and and in the whole concept of freedom, that our rights come from God, um, the natural law of things, not from man and not from governments. In fact, if you want to read an outstanding um, inaugural address, it was John F. Kennedy's inaugural address from January of 1961, where he explicitly states that one of the outstanding things about our country and about our freedom, about America, is that we understand that our rights come from God, not from the generosity of the state. Of course, a lot of people on his side of the fence or who claim to be on his side of the fence now don't, don't buy into that at all. In fact, probably just the opposite. But my point is, is that, you know, my point is not to just sit there and, and um, accept this super negative coverage of Trump and, 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 and understand and acknowledge that, that, when, that when you see polls or even you talk to friends, certain people, a certain number of people are going to be um, swayed negatively by that. And we just have to, to try to help set the record straight with them, um, with with facts, which is I know from my own experience is incredibly tough to do, um, because politics is so emotional. But here, here in our final moments, here's the point I would make: is that we need to understand and realize that the information we're getting about Trump is extraordinarily biased in a negative way. That will even if you consume it, it will have an effect on you. It will. That's just that's just fact. I have made a choice not to consume it. 
I haven't watched CNN, and I don't know when, other than when I briefly walk into a store or something, uh, which sadly has them on. And then I even try not to pay attention to it. But then I, it's almost a good thing because I see how incredibly off the wall, negative and slanted they are. But um, so I, but I've just chosen not to, not to um, consume it. And I would encourage you to because I haven't missed a thing <laughs> by not watching cable TV news. I haven't literally. I haven't missed a thing. I haven't missed a thing other than a lot of frustration and even sadness from from even checking out and observing MSNBC or or some of these. Well, some you know pretty much all of the the mainstream media products. So that's the way that I've chosen to handle it. But but let me just say this is that the way to, to, I just want to draw a contrast and give you a brief um, example illustration. We talked a little bit about this last week. John F. Kennedy administration, virtually, and and I'm old enough to remember you know <laughs> the John F. Kennedy administration. I was very young. I was in first grade when he was assassinated, and of course that's a whole other topic for another day. But. It's really amazing what the information, the credible information that's out there concerning what really happened in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Of course, now that the case has gone cold, a lot of information um, has been lost to history and we'll never know. But to me, it's just absolutely obvious. I don't see how anybody could really take a thorough, objective analysis, if you will, or observation of the information that we do know and conclude that this was not a conspiracy. I think that it was absolutely a conspiracy to, to, to murder their president, President John F. Kennedy. I think the Warren Commission was a complete sham. It was an effort by, you know, by Lyndon Johnson to cover up and so that we could just move forward as a country. Now, I'm not even saying that that was even necessarily um, an awful thought to a certain extent by Johnson. I'm not even, I'm not questioning his motives because, you know, he's probably thinking, well, gee, what, what if, you know, we investigate these things and what if we find out the Russians killed him um, or, or the Cubans supported by the Russians? We could be on the brink of nuclear war here. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm just saying that there were there were some logical reasons why, um, you know, they, they just kind of wanted to whitewash the assassination, put it behind us, try to move forward. But my point is, that's exactly what happened. Uh, some of the, you know, anyway, the, the Warren Commission was a sham. I mean, that's, that's just, you know, that's just a fact. But the point is, is you can... It's amazing what we can find now. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. It's amazing what we what books have been written um, that really document. And my, my own personal theory, and and comes from the work done by the congressional committee on House assassination on assassinations, which took place in 1978, where and and uh, Professor Blakely was a major driving force behind this, who's now a professor at Notre Dame at the time he was the counsel of this particular committee. He also early in his career came up as a young lawyer in Washington in the Justice Department uh, under Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general. Uh, And he was part of the effort, the very aggressive effort to seek out, prosecute, investigate and prosecute members of the mafia. And I think this whole that whole effort led by Robert Kennedy definitely had a hand in the assassination of his brother, John F. Kennedy. But my point is, uh, Professor Blakely, others who did did the research, you know, who did not do what the Warren Commission did, which was just turn their other way, you know, look, put their heads in the sand, you know, come up with a bogus report. This House Congressional Committee on Assassinations in 1978 exhaustively researched, reviewed, talked to people, and their conclusion was there's a high probability that there was a conspiracy to murder President Kennedy and that the mafia was a big part of it. I subscribe to that theory. 
that that's and I don't even we obviously have time right now. We don't have time right now to go in and connect all the dots. But I encourage you to do your own your own research, and it's very easy to do. Once again, uh, utilizing tools such as YouTube and Google. But uh, here in our closing couple minutes, what I would say and what I'd like to say is that you know um, the way that the John Jeff Kennedy administration was covered by the mainstream media, and they they weren't anything like as, as biased as they are now. But they obviously back in that time were biased. And they were biased towards the liberal side of things, and they were biased towards the side of John F. Kennedy. What do any of us think about? What are some of the first images and first thoughts that come to our mind whenever we hear the name John F. Kennedy or the phrase John F. Kennedy presidency? Well, we, Camelot, almost a utopian situation. The best and the brightest. His cabinet, the best and the brightest. Which, oh, by the way, the best and brightest were led by Defense Secretary Robert McNamara, who, as we talked about before, uh, history has proven to us, um, no, he wasn't one of the best and the brightest. The guy was an imbecile and a moron. And he took us down a path, uh, one of the most destructive paths in American history by the way he conducted the Vietnam War. But, and that that gets to my point. What what do we think of with Trump? You know, a a narrative, a false narrative that's being created uh, with all kinds of negative imagery negative um, adjectives and negative assessments of Donald Trump. Negative, 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 coming from the mainstream media. Okay, well, you, you take a, okay, peel back the curtain on the John F. Kennedy presidency, and, and here's one thing in our, in our finding, uh, closing moments, and we'll talk more about this in the future. One of the things, one of the buzzwords, if you will, that the mainstream media attaches to Donald Trump's presidency, chaos. Oh, chaotic. Now, I will say that, that you know, from what I you know, read and observe from firsthand sources and even observe, from Trump's presidency, he is a fly-by-the-seats kind of guy. He's very instinctive. He makes instantaneous uh, instinctive decisions, and that's very different from the presidencies that we've observed um, in recent years, certainly in my lifetime. But the point is the media has, you know, creating a narrative of the pre- for pretty much from day one of the Trump presidency as, as chaos. Well, if you take a hard look at the John F. Kennedy presidency, let me just to say in our closing seconds a few things. Okay, his brother was the attorney general. By the way, appointed with virtually no legal experience and background for the job to begin with in his early 30s. He had an employee named J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Hoover was literally conducting surveillance on both Robert F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. He let them know the things that he found. And yes, boy, I wouldn't believe some things he found, which would have you know, ended the John F. Kennedy presidency. Their FBI director was literally blackmailing the president and his boss, the attorney general. That's not chaotic. Anyway, it's been great to be with you today. Have a great day and a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.